Welcome back, boys and girls, to another episode of Kayfabe Comparisons. My name is Mr. Know-It-All, Daniel John Schaefer, and I am joined, as always, by the KG Cast. Let's catch! Hey, 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 hey now! What is going on, everybody? We're here. It is time for 97 WWF slash E versus 97 WCW. It is Canadian Stampede in your house, WWE 97 versus whatever it's called, All-American something, Great, Great American, American Bash, Bash. Great American Bash, Life 1997 by the World Championship Wrestling. Yeah, the, man, it's 1997. The, it is the height of the uh, the attitude. Well, I'd say, actually, I guess it's the kickstart of the attitude area, but it is the height of the Monday Night Wars. WCW is cleaning the house right now. Hey, but before we get into that, what did you think about our pop culture episode from last week? I really enjoyed it. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I suggest everyone to go and listen. It is a fantastic look back at uh, the two sequels to two of the greatest originals, Back to the Future and Star Wars. We get uh, Back to the Future 2 versus uh, Star Wars Episode 5, Empire Strikes Back. I think yeah. it is a fantastic look back. Daniel gives some great insights that he's learned over the years being a super nerd. Super nerd. Both super nerd. Tattoos, yeah, documentaries. He's oh, yeah. so weird when it comes to that stuff. Oh, yeah. So great. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, man. It's a, great, it's a great one. You'll learn. You will learn. Unlike these episodes, the only thing you'll learn is how dumb I am. And on that yeah. note, Let's get started. <laughs> All right, let's get going. Yeah. Okay, so just so you know, uh, the, the Canadian Stampede show wasn't in your house, so it was actually a shorter pay-per-view. Uh, there were significantly more matches on the WCW show, so we're going to be doing uh, two WCW matches and then a WWE match and then two WCW matches and then a WWE match back and forth, so on and so forth. Uh, um, yes, let's just jump right into it with Great American Bash 1997. Uh, the opening of the show, man, it was, it was pretty, uh, pretty 90s, super cheese opening package. Uh, kind of covering Savage and Page Two. Uh, now I know oh, that I've been I had been selling this to you, and I was like, "Oh man, I'm telling you that Savage and Page match was so good." And then when I watched the promo bumper, I was like, "Oh no, this is the second one." And I was like, mm. "I don't think the second one was nearly as good as the first one." And I was like, "Maybe oh, I'm wrong," because for some reason, '97 Great American Bash stuck out to me uh, as like a show that we should cover. Um, I don't really know why, but it seemed like maybe at the time I was really into this. Uh, I I don't know, but dude, uh, something about that opening—it wasn't like nine. It was, or sorry, it was '90s, but it wasn't like wrestling. It was almost like you know what it reminded me of? It was like yeah. a Dragon Ball Z episode, like this week on Dragon Ball Z. It was like yeah, a very, it was like, kind of like that, like a bumper, like, almost like yeah, a bumper. Then it, yeah, yeah. And then it even said like, uh, Macho Man Randy Savage DDP. Two. It was yeah, like very yeah, like yeah, Japanese yeah, yeah, yeah. almost. Yeah. Like I was like, what is yeah. happening? What kind of opening is this? I, d- I didn't like it though. I love Dragon Ball Z, but I didn't like that. Yeah. Um. Anyways. Yeah, pros- man. But at this at this point in 1997, WCW is wearing out that ass and just handing it to the WWF. I mean, they are stomping a mud hole and walking it dry. Uh, Dusty happened. and. Dusty, Tony, and Heenan on commentary here. It's great to see those three guys. Well, you know what? You know what, KG Cast? I can tell you how. I'll tell you how right now. And oh. we can start with this opening match right here. Match okay. number one, Psychosis versus Ultimo Dragon. Uh, man, the crowd was pretty hot. Um, both these guys are kind of in their primes at this point, too. In 1997, 
Uh, Ultimo was on fire, man. I mean, the crowd was pretty much eating up everything he was doing. Um, they, I felt like they did a, they had really great chemistry in the ring. I felt like they slowed it down between their high spots and let the crowd react and digest really well. It wasn't just a spot fest like you would see in AEW today, uh, or even WWE today. Hello. Uh, uh, on either side, I feel like they, they both, you know, these guys kind of knew to let the to let their spots breathe, and you could literally hear the crowd like digest the spot and then kind of pops afterwards, you know. Uh, so hats off to them for doing a good job. I even liked the Sony Ono interference. I, I thought uh, the Sony Ono interference. I mean, I felt like they put it in the right kind of places. I, it didn't really detract from the match, uh, and it kind of helped build the heat. The crowd booed really loudly every time he got involved. Um, and they didn't overdo it, which was nice. It wasn't too cheesy. Um, I do feel like we need a little soundbite button here, like you do on like those crappy FM radio like morning shows where it's like, the match felt a little long. Like I just felt like we should just put that in just so we can have sure. like that soundbite because the match did feel a little long. It could I'll have been shorter. That. It could have been shorter, but I, I definitely enjoyed the finish. Um, you know, uh, uh, and I, I thought I thought it was pretty good. Dra- Ultimo gets the uh, gets the the dragon sleeper for the win. I gave it three stars, so I gave it a solid B. Uh, what did you think about uh, Psychosis versus Ultimo Dragon? Yeah, man. My, my first question is, I've always known this guy as Ultimo Dragon, but they were calling him definitely Ultimate. call him Ultimate, Ultimate Dragon. Dragon. Yeah, 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 yeah. They've um, talked about that on. Um, yeah, I just call him Ultimo. I try to look past great, that, but. Great. All right. Um. Man, these are two guys, both of them, Ultimate Dragon and Psychosis, were two guys I was very jealous of over on the WWE side of things because during the war, I was hardcore WWE. I didn't flip over at all. I was one of the the crazy guys that just stuck with the WWE. I didn't want to look over at all what WCW was doing. But, I, I you know, time to time, you would – you would just pass by, you would see commercials, and and you would see little little bits of it. And those two guys, Ultimate Dragon, Rey Mysterio, Psychosis, these are some of the guys that I was I was very jealous of over in the WWE yeah. because we didn't have anything like it. You know, no, the closest thing um, – we'll get to the closest thing uh, on this in your house that we're going to talk about. Yeah. But it's not as good uh, in, at all. It's not even close. Um, you know, things like Sting also used to get me jealous, which I've talked about before, the Sting thing, where that was kind of the thing. I wouldn't say out loud back then, like, man, Sting's pretty cool. I would probably say, like, Sting sucks, he's trash. But in the back of my mind, I was like, yeah, that guy, it actually looks pretty cool with the face paint, you know, whether it be Surfer Sting or the NWO types, or the, not NWO, black and white Sting. It was all, you know, things made me jealous. These two guys were, were two that made me jealous. And you could see why. It was a great, you know, it was a classic WCW uh, cruiserweight match that you hear people talk about to this day. It's you know it's one of the few things uh, Bischoff did right, getting this cruiserweight division going. And this was an exciting, um, impressive match, man. Like same thing you said, it wasn't overly spot fest. It wasn't yeah. it wasn't overly done, but I did clock it almost going 20 minutes long, which at, at uh, you know. It it just got a little it got a little yeah. long. There was beautiful spots though. Oh, uh, I agree. Yeah. Ultimate Dragon did that beautiful springboard uh, moonsault from the second rope to the outside. Um, yeah, on the side. It's actually named after him. <laughs> when wow. People say the, when people say the Asai moonsault, his name his that's his shoot name is Asai. Like that's that's never heard of it. Anyway, yeah. no, I'm kidding. That's awesome. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I did not like the finish though, man. Uh, Dragon got him. Uh, to tap, uh, Sonny, Sonny Bono came in, was like trying to interfere, and the referee's like actually pushing him, and it was kind of just a, <laughs> it was it was a weird 
it was a <laughs> Sonny Bono. Oh, Sonny Sonny Bono is like Sonny and Cher. It's Sonny oh, yeah. Ono. <laughs> no, 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 Bono. That wasn't him. Sonny Ono, whatever his name. You said it too, then you corrected yourself. Oh, that one tickled me. That oh, one tickled man. me. Oh, I got, it. got me. All right. Who is? That's Eric Bischoff's friend from like uh, karate or something. I learned that from one of the documentaries. Um, karate. That's it. They. That is. That's true. Yeah. That's true. That's Eric Bischoff's friend from karate. I know. I know. <laughs> You're acting like that's not that's. A, I know it's his I'm friend, but it's not from karate. It's from it's kickboxing. from martial arts. Whatever the. F- <laughs> oh yeah, cause Eric, not Eric. I'm thinking of uh. You're Bruce. 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 Oh Bruce. good lord, Jesus I'm, in uh, heaven. Moving right, on. Yo. Good lord. <laughs> not that funny though. Um, uh, where am I? The finish. Uh, the finish I did not like because Sonny Bono, uh, he, you know. Cher came out and whipped her Cher hair. Cher came out. Sonny Bono <laughs> came out. Um, man, I was trying to think of that song they sang together, and I could not come up with the lyrics. Uh, babe, I got you, babe. I got you, babe. Um, yeah, I only. Get, what did you rate it? I gave it, a, dude. Gave it went it like. Oh, okay. I went with a C plus on it because it did get a little dry at times with the length, and uh, you know there was no Cher, but there was Sunny, so you're missing out on the second half there. So I had to give it a C plus, man. Man, I enjoyed the match a little more than that. I definitely gave it a B. Uh, but moving on here, between 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 matches, there was a nice little plug for the WCW chat room, uh, and that popped me. Oh, uh, yeah, it was, it was it was nice uh, with Benoit in the back, kind of like narrating to the. Uh, oh yeah, the that was behind the laptop. Why would but, they go uh, to him like out of everybody? It's like who can we yeah. get? Yeah, I don't know. That's like uh, that guy. God. Yeah, seemed, seemed like a bad call to me, but yeah. Uh, well, yeah, so the second match on the card here was Harlem Heat versus the Signers, and this was a number one contenders match, uh, which is a little silly to me on a pay-per-view. Like, uh, you know, the pay-per-view is really where the actual title match should be, uh, in my opinion, and you should have the number one contenders match on a television show. I understand that, you know, the Outsiders are already going to wrestle on this show. I get that, but it still seems kind of pointless to call it a well, number one it makes a stip. I, I makes a stipulation for the match. I mean, it kind of gives it a little bit more, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess. All right, usually reserved, usually reserved for the for the for the show for the yeah, week. Take it away, take it away. Tell me what you thought about Harlem Heat versus the yeah, Steiners. Yeah, man, I didn't realize that the Steiners were still a team in 1997. Um, they looked very different than the you know normal WWE Steiners that we saw and the original WCW you know not Turner WCW um, Steiners with the long hair and all that. Uh, it was a short match. Uh, you got a cool Frankensteiner off the top rope, which I like. But then that was a weird finish, and then we see this throughout the night with the NWO interfering and, like, always making the NWO win. But this one kind of ruined a little bit of, like, wrestling, just, like, standard wrestling psychology. So what they did was the NWO wanted wanted Harlem Heat to win, so they came in and yeah. hit Harlem Heat to make yeah. it a Q, and then that makes Harlem Heat win. Even though they're, like, hurting them, they're still making them win which kind of ruins wrestling in general because if you really think the the reason it, you can in a way be like yeah that's really smart like that's real that's so cool they turn things around and yeah. nobody's ever done that before but there's a reason why you don't do that because then any manager any any heel with a manager could become the world champion 
And then every right. time the manager could take a chair and hit the heel in the head with a chair, and the heel never loses the title. I mean, you could – or any heel with a friend could say, hey, come out and hit me. There's a reason you don't do that because it kind of ruins things and kind of ruins the illusion of professional wrestling that we all know is a work. Yeah. So yeah. I didn't really no, – I agree. I didn't like that. At first I was like, huh. And then I thought about it and I was like, no, not a fan of that. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, I gave it I gave it a D. Only reason it didn't get worse than that was because we got a Frankensteiner off the top rope. What did you think, Daniel? Man, I uh, yeah, I, I'm roughly in the same boat as far as the grade. Uh, I thought Scott looked like an actual blimp at that point in 1997, uh, just like super swollen. Ain't not. Uh, you could just obviously, whoa, no homo. Uh, you could <laughs> just obviously tell he's significantly bigger than he genetically should be. Jesus, there's so many like penis references in these notes. Yeah. Okay, genetic. Um, gen- Good Sorry. Lord. Uh, Sherry looked really bad, uh, looked really weathered in this match. She uh, must have been going through some struggles at this point. Because, I mean, when she was inducted in, like, 2006, she looked way better than she did oh, in 97. Um, so, yeah, she was just having going through a rough time at this point. Uh, it was pretty clunky, kind of like you said. Uh, and that's the thing, too. Like, I think that, you know, I like both of these teams. Uh, but I feel like this is a case of they just didn't really have a very good chemistry together. You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't really... Uh, it just didn't really work. They didn't really click together very well. I felt like uh, both yeah. good teams. Uh, there weren't just there weren't like any big botches or anything like that. It just felt like the tempo was just kind of slightly off the whole time. Uh, yeah, and then the whole finish really sucked to me. It was definitely too long, uh, and the finish was just absolutely terrible. So I actually gave it like one star, which would have been like a D at best, D minus yeah. maybe. Um, but yeah, let's, that's actually gonna hop back over to the WWF side of things. We're gonna get to kick off this show oh, here. Yeah. Here we go. Um, yeah, let's. Uh, why don't you break down the open here for us? Yeah, man. So it's another one of those classic voiceover openings. We've talked about it before. You have. The, I, I wish I knew the guy's name, but he does the voiceover work for. You yeah. Know, if you've ever watched a '90s pay-per-view, you know what I'm talking about. So we got that. We got Vince McMahon on commentary. Um, they open up with Vince King and Jr. We welcome all of you live. You know, just classic. It was, yeah, uh, yeah it was, it was pretty. All wearing cowboy hats. King wearing like a Dumb and Dumber style cowboy hat, which was classic, and uh, kept ripping on Jr. All through the night. King was really hard on Jr. On this show, and it was awesome. Um, yeah, yeah. So I mean, you you really when you look for a classic '90s WWE pay per view. Uh, this is this has everything you want in the opening with Vince. Dude, what about screaming. what about that that uh that like awful like techno music for uh the Triple H Mankind package, like oh, that opened it like I remember right, that. Oh my god, it was so bad. It was oh, like pa- the painful like '90s techno like like just soundtrack generic. from the movie Hackers, like you know yeah, what I mean, yeah. just like real bad. Like um, it, yeah, it was just oh, really bad, man. like early rave kind of music. Uh, yeah, just really rough, but yeah, but yeah. So that's the first match. It's it's Hunter Hearst Helmsley yeah. with China versus Mankind. Hunter Hearst Helmsley still coming out to the you know the the blue blood the from yeah. Connecticut. The not quite to DX yet. Yeah, but he's still there. He's still got China. So you're in the middle. A lot of this pay per view show. This is like the turning of the new generation era to the attitude era. You you're yeah. really you're almost fully there though. At this point you're yeah. almost you're 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 just about there to the attitude era. Yeah. Um Hunter acts like he's gonna leave the match early on, like a classic heel move, but it makes sense in this match because it's mankind. And at this point, 
you have to understand, you know, I hate on bringing matches to the outside. <laughs> it's funny that it's Triple H because he always brings matches to the outside. But yeah. in this point, it has nothing to do with that. It's more that this is Mankind. This is Mick Foley, yeah. Cactus Jack. Everybody's kind of wanting that with Cactus Jack. They're wanting right. to see him do some stuff. So it serves its purpose. It gets Cactus Jack to follow him up – or sorry, Mankind to follow him up uh, on the ramp. And they do an awesome suplex on the runway – and back in 90, even 97, man, WWE wasn't doing a lot of that outside in it. This is like the beginning of it. Mankind, real, before Mankind, WWE was not doing any of this. The most you got was Shawn Michaels doing a little bit of the stunts with ladders, and him and Razor did some stuff. But other than that, you weren't getting that. So they did that really cool spot, suplex on the ramp. Back then, really meant something. And Triple H kind of gave it that reason by, by acting like he was going to leave. Um, uh, you know, the match goes on. Mankind, um, gets attacked by Hunter and China through the match, you know, double teamed. It does slow down a bit, um, and becomes really boring in my, in my opinion. It like really slowed down. Yeah. Um, constant interference by China. They didn't really make it a creative way. It's just like, it was just constant China, China, China interfering. Um, they go into the crowd. Uh, they get a double count out for a DQ, and they fa- fight into the crowd, and then that leads to the rest of the night, because I don't want to have to keep remembering when and when not they keep going yeah. back to this, but throughout the night, between every match, they show them fighting, which yeah. somebody thought was like a great idea, that, hey, we'll make it a double DQ, and then they'll keep fighting. So they pretty much fight from the beginning of the match, or the beginning of the pay-per-view, to the end of the night, fighting through. I gave it somewhere around a C minus to a D. Um, you got a very few, like you didn't get that many great mankind spots. Like I said, you get that suplex there, which was like a, a holy crap moment back then. But other than that, there was really no like mankind jumping off stuff, getting hit by some. I mean, yeah, and nothing special. What did you think about this? Yeah, man. I mean, I w- I'm kind of in the same boat. Like, I, I didn't mind the, the opening, and, and you know, I, I felt like it was going to be a really good match. And then with China interference, really weighted down for me. Uh, a lot of the stuff on the outside was just unnecessary and boring. Um, and then, uh, yeah, and then the double countout finish, like that sucked. And I understand they're trying to save save the finish by like having them continue to fight. Yeah. And I felt like yeah. that worked for the crowd, but it just didn't work for me. Like, and I was, you like, save both superstars. Lame. Neither one of them gets a pinfall. You right. know. No, right, but you could have even had a finish one way or the other. Like one person get, gets counted out, or like somebody gets pinned, and they just right. keep fighting after it. Like maybe Hunter, Hunter just gets like scooped into a roll up and is p- pinned one, right. two, three, and then immediately starts beating on him, and they just brawl to the back. Like, and you could have k- kept doing the same thing. Right. Or you could have given you could have given uh, Triple H a really good rub because at this time he's not Triple H like we know him today. Right. Him beating Mankind back then would have been a huge deal for him. But yeah. you had China out there interfering the whole time. You could have made China help Triple H win and then yeah. keep fighting through the whole thing too. The, yeah, that you, you're right. That double count out really took the wind out of everything. Like that was kind of like the breaking point of the match where it became a dud no matter what because that was yeah. a pretty a pretty bad way to finish that. Yeah, I mean, I gave it a D. I gave it a D. But speaking of duds, man, let's jump back over to, uh, <laughs> to the WCW side of things. And match number three on the card here is Conan versus Hugh Morris. Oh yeah, uh, and this one like is just all clunk, man, with a capital yeah. K, like just it's clunk. Pretty, and, and it's a hu- it's a humorous match, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Uh, I like that. I like that. <laughs> well 
Yeah, uh, these guys just don't gel at all. Uh, I know it's kind of an unpopular opinion to say this. I don't really know why, but I always thought Conan sucked. I've uh, never liked his work. I've never found him entertaining. I think he's trash. Um, and this match just did not do anything to disprove that. Uh, yeah. It was really bad. Um, uh, and right on cue, man, like we can just say it together. It was too long. The match mm, was too long. Indeed. Uh, especially for a nine-match card. Uh, yeah. I absolutely hated this match. Conan gets the win after like the turnbuckle spot into like knocks him out into a submission that he didn't even sell at all because he was quote unquote knocked. It was just garbage. Knocked bad, out from the turnbuckle. Ma- yeah, bad match, bad finish. I gave it a, a, an actual dud, a zero. What did you think about Conan versus Hugh Morris? The only other thing I'm not gonna we don't the match doesn't deserve for us to talk too much more about it. The only thing I'll add that I noticed was number one. I didn't care about this match from commentary to seeing the guys to anything. And the crowd didn't care. The 1997 crowd didn't care about this match. You could tell nobody was into this match. The crowd went into it. I wasn't into it. They didn't do anything to get me into it. Just seeing the guys. Sometimes that'll get you into it if it's two great guys. But this is Conan versus freaking Hugh Morris. Yeah, Yeah, I gave it a dud. Gave it a dud. After the match, there was another little plug from Mean Gene for the WCW hotline. Uh, and he introduces the Push public it. enemy. Uh, it was a terrible promo. It was just a hard to follow. It was just gibberish. And they're all, like, sitting on a table, too, which just made it really weird. It, like, uh, just felt really strange. Yeah. Uh, you can't really understand what these dudes were saying. It was just, you know, basic New York gibberish that doesn't make any sense. Um, and then the following match is just a straight-up Mortal Kombat ripoff match. It's Glacier versus Wrath. Um, and man, I'm gonna go ahead and take this one away. Mortis go is kind of handcuffed to the ring post here to avoid interference. Um, and again, this is a straight up like kind of rip off of, of Mortal Kombat gimmicks here. Uh, and this mid card has been pretty rough since the opening match. Uh, just overall, like everything else except for that Ultimo Dragon Psychosis match has been pretty rough. Um, but man, you know what? I've always wondered why Raph uh, slash Adam Bomb never really got over. Uh, I mean, I realized, like, he's not a mechanic in the ring, but he was really big, and he had a good look, and he was more than adequate in the ring. I didn't think he was a bad worker, so I don't really know why he never really made it. He never really got over it. Seems like he'd be the perfect fit. It just didn't happen. Um, I was actually pleasantly surprised by this match, to be honest with you. The crowd was dead as hell, uh, um, but they did pop for the finish. I don't really know why. I didn't really like the finish, but I thought that the match was not bad. Uh, I just felt like the finish was pretty rough. Uh, again, I, um, I, actually, in this case, I didn't really feel like the match was too long. I just felt like it wasn't, uh, I don't know, it just, it, it, it seemed like this storyline wasn't that crucial to warrant the amount of people that were involved and, like, the handcuffing and all that. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was a little yeah. overkill. That's what I felt like. But I gave the match two stars, so I gave it, like, a C-. minus. Um, what did you think of uh, Glacier versus Wrath? Uh, I didn't like it that much, man. This match was uh, it was 12 minutes long, and it was 12 minutes too long, in my opinion. Uh, it was a very, very just looked so WCW when you see Glacier there. I mean, it's just I don't know. This match was weak, in my opinion, man. Not good. I thought it was very boring. I thought both men weren't great workers. There was a lot of interference on Vander Vanderberg's part. So on his little crew out there, he had two different guys out there interfering a whole bunch. 
Uh, it was hard for me to stay focused, hard for me to, to keep track on what's going on. Glacier wins by using a chain that Vanderberg's people throw in the match. Like, very clever, that finish they got going there. Um, I don't know what they're trying to accomplish. Uh, so Glacier wins. I gave it a D. I mean, it wasn't terrible. It wasn't the worst thing I've ever seen, but it was two big men kind of stumbling around, in my opinion. I didn't like it. Wasn't a fan of it. <clears throat> I didn't think seem I like the crowd was hot, hot on it either. I mean, hey, after, after that Conan and Hugh Morris match, I probably would have right. given pretty much anything a two-star review at that point. But, yeah, let's jump back over to 1997. Um, yeah. And this is supposed to be the WWF's answer to the cruiserweight division. It's the huh. great Sasuke versus Takamichi Noku. Jesus. Um, yeah, man, this one just isn't nearly as good as the WCW Japanese matches. Uh, just Tell wasn't. Me. It was definitely slow. Uh, I really think that the WWF ring is kind of too big for these matches. Uh, I feel like you could tell that their tempo was slightly off. And I think, I mean, when you think about a 16 by 16 ring compared to a 20 by 20 ring, that's that's a significant difference in size. Yeah. That has to, for, especially for a smaller guy with shorter legs, that has to throw off your temp, tempo and timing. Um, yeah, man. I, I mean, it wasn't it wasn't good. It just wasn't good. It wasn't the worst match, uh, but it wasn't good. Sasuke got the win with a dragon suplex, and it didn't make any sense for him to get the win to me either. Um, I gave the match one and a half stars, so a D plus to a C minus. Uh, what did you think about Gray Sasuke versus Takamichi Noku? Man, I feel like I'm giving Ds left and right, but I, I gave it a D, man. You know, the beginning of the match, you get interrupted by Mankind and Helmsley. I know I said I'm not going to bring it up every time, but it did happen here right after the match. You get interrupted even though their match just ended, they got interrupted yeah. fighting in the crowd and whatnot, but it was a boring match, man. Uh, it was 10 minutes long. Um, just like the other one, it almost seemed 10 minutes too long, man. Nothing special happened. It wasn't, they, they, they didn't do anything to even try to, to halfway steal the show. It was just kind of a boring match that it almost seemed like a Sunday night heat match. You should have, I don't no, know. I something. Agree. It was just a, it was, the the definition of a dud in my opinion so i gave it a d it wasn't terrible it definitely wasn't an f but it didn't do anything to to, to give give it more than a d in my opinion so i went with a d yeah um yeah yeah, yeah. no i agree um yeah man let's jump back over to wcw though let's go and let's oh get my back, goodness let's keep it rolling here so yeah so match number five here was Akira Hukuto versus Medusa for the WCW Women's Championship. Um, man, Akira just straight beat the shit out of Medusa in the open. Uh, this match was probably the v most violent match on the card, period. Um, I mean, these two ladies just beat the living hell out of each other. Uh, it wasn't like a, a Malenko Benoit clinic. It was just stiff shot after stiff shot, and that honestly made it for me, uh, especially if you think about like women's wrestling at the time and even like almost 10 years after this, it just, this was probably the most violent women's match of the nineties that I, that I've ever seen. Um, it, it was, it was pretty impressive. Um, I, I mean, I was, I was, I mean, genuinely impressed by this match, uh, easily the best women's match, at least of that year. Uh, maybe even the best women's match of the nineties period, uh, the huge brain buster and Hukuto gets the win and Medusa's career is quote unquote over. I thought Medusa did a fantastic job selling, better than any of the other men on this show. Um, I thought the match was really, really... I mean, dude, thinking about women's wrestling in 1997, this match, 
if 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 you're if, if I'm in 1997, this is a five star women's match, five stars. Um, but you know, knowing what we know now in hindsight, I'm gonna give it three and a half stars. I give it a B plus. I really really enjoyed the match. I thought the selling was great. I thought the storytelling was great. Uh, I thought the the work rate was fantastic. What did you think about uh, Medusa versus Akira Hukuto here? I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to strongly disagree. One of the only things I liked about it was Alundra Blaze's selling at the end of the match. Other than that, I thought it was a classic everyday '90s women's wrestling match. You're hair pulling. You're out of your mind. Hair pulling, <laughs> hair throwing, sloppy wrestling. Don't know what they're doing. Women that are just out there with uh, adequate training. Um, it Cats was not just blind, boys and girls. Cats no, 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 it's not true. It was sloppy wrestling all around. No, it, it, was, it was that. Incorrect. It was the. It was the '90s version of women's wrestling, which was a cat fight, which involved hair pulling, hair throwing, and sloppy wrestling. There I were a couple of those spots in the open, but the rest of this match was professional wrestling straight up. No, Big the rest strikes, of the match like, was was women trying to act like they were professional wrestling, doing professional wrestling moves and a bunch of strikes. And I did think Alundra Blaze did a great job selling at the at the end with her her leg and she even cried with Mean Jean afterwards. I thought that was great. But I gave the match a D. Again, another D going forward for both pay-per-views in my part. Um, n- nothing for me to ever want to watch again. I mean, I'll say that. I, I was not a fan of this. Uh, okay, not well, this, this, will, this is my actual plug. If you get a chance to watch one match from either one of these shows, I'd say go watch this match. Oh, you're going to seriously say a Lundra Blaze versus some person I've never heard before. This was the, I, re- I rated match. this match higher than any other match on either show for this entire for either one of these shows. Wow. I thought that was a fantastic match. If you get a chance, wow. go watch Medusa and Akira Hukuto from maybe, Red I, American Bash 1997. It was a fantastic match. Again. I don't I mean, that's... Definitely not. It was a fantastic. That almost match. seems crazy to me. I don't. I don't to, understand how you could to be, actually. To be fair, everything else on both that. of these shows was pretty much trash. All the wrestling on the the in-ring work on both of these shows was Letting pretty God's much name garbage. Probably, you're you're talking about. You're literally gonna sit here and try to argue the point that a Lundra Blaze and a person named Akira Hakatoshu is was the best match out of two, and one of the pay-per-views is regarded as one of the best pay-per-views of WWE's history. And you're going to say that this is one of the Best pay-per-view crowds. Best pay-per-view crowds in WWE okay. history. I would agree Most? with that for sure. But the card, the in-ring work, was absolute hot garbage. It was the shits. There was nothing good on that show. There was nothing good in the ring on that show. you're going to say that Alundra Blaze and Akari is, is the best match. Okay. Yeah, when there's go. nothing good on. on your show, then let's yes, absolutely. On. A B plus will easily be the best match of the night, that's, and that's that what match I gave it. is not a B plus. It's hundred percent a B plus. You're grading it on a curve for shitty '90s women's wrestling. It is not a B plus. No, dude. I, to, I even so I'm if Sean and Owen Hart, so if Sean and Owen Hart was on the other side, you're saying that and Sean, Sean and Owen Hart is a B plus. But if it was, you got to grade it to the same scale. You can't yeah. curve it down and give this match a B plus. This if, match if, was a D to an if, F. This is not Sean a good match. Owen, if Sean and Owen, by the way, they've wrestled before several times, and I'm, I'm telling they you have. right now, 
Yeah, and, and they haven't they have. and they haven't they haven't had any singles any singles matches more than a B, than a B plus never not one singles match has been okay, higher than a B plus. Okay, that's a great but, match though. B plus is a great match. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm, it's on, there's yeah. a Sean and Owen match. On but I'm Shawn not grading Mike, on curve. I even told you that if I was grading it on a curve, it would be a five star match to me. If I was grading it on a curve, it would be a five star match. But because I know what I know now, and because I see better women's wrestling today, I gave it a B plus. But if I was grading it on a curve, I would have given this an A plus. That is crazy to me. It's a fantastic match, man. Go back and watch it again. I'm telling you. Go back and watch it again. It was fantastic. It was a really good match. It'd be hard to sit through that again, but I guess I... I... Give it a try. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Give it a try. Especially the selling, dude. Medusa's selling the entire match. Undertaker and Vader 100 times in a row without sleeping than ever watching Alundra Blaze. And I don't even know this. I've never even Not any... Ugh. No way. Vader and Taker? Blah. Okay. Um, yeah. So ne- well, we gotta keep going though. We gotta keep going in WCW. But, all right. So the next the next match is Chris Benoit versus Ming. Uh, yeah. You know what? I'm gonna let this you, is I'm Haku, gonna let you, baby. What are you talking about? Yeah. Baby? Yeah. I, I'm, I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you take it away. Baby, uh, Haku, baby. This is a, a death match, baby. Uh, both these men gotta get up after 10 seconds, baby. So yeah, death match. I wasn't really familiar with the rules right away. I'll be honest. Maybe I'm not as smart of a wrestling yeah, I fan. I didn't realize it was just a last man standing match. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you got to get about it. But supposedly they call it a death match. Yeah. Uh, is it an Al- a Texas death match? Yeah. An Alabama death match? Or just a death match? It's just a death match. Um, you get 10 seconds to get back up. It's a, uh, in WWE terms, a last man standing match, man. Uh, you know, both these guys were kind of known for being badasses you know haku ming whatever you want to call it is known for being what they say in the wrestling world a legit badass and chris benoit you know he's like a little wolverine out there kicking people's ass even though he's only five foot five and i thought they brought it man i thought they both went at each other um it was exciting at times but it was like i think i'm gonna and i hate to say it man because i love (laughs) Haku from the WWF days, but Ming Haku was off us a little bit on the Crispin Wall, and I hate giving Crispin Wall props because of him, but you have to because he really was great in the ring. Yeah. Um, I thought it was a good match, but you know Haku's Haku, he's you know that's a weird pairing too. Haku, you know you really never saw him with people like yeah. Crispin Wall. He's a power guy. Um, yeah, he's a power guy, and Chris is a little different. Um, even though they didn't gel perfectly together, I think that'd be a great way to to talk to to sum this match up. It's two guys that don't really gel the best together to give you like a five star match, but they're two guys that were great and they're so just tough and hard hitting in the ring that it, it's still it was still a it was a good match. I gave it a C plus, so it wasn't wasn't anything crazy good, but it still was good to me. What did you think about this Chris Benoit? I'll say it in WCW terms. Chris Wall, Ming, not Haku, Ming. What did you think about this match? Which terrible name, by the way, Ming. I don't yeah. know. I mean, Haku's way better than Ming. Uh, I mean, the name, the name matches the match, man. The match was terrible. I hated it. I was no. not a fan of it at all. Um, it was hard for me to stay connected during this one. Uh, maybe like kind of like the way you were talking about the Wrath, Rash, Wrath and Glacier match earlier. To me, this one was so WCW. The pairing yeah. didn't make any sense at all. Um, definitely it just, not. Yeah, I, I, I mean, it just, it, yeah, it just wasn't good. Um, the match was just weird. It didn't click at all. The tempo was awful. The crossface spot was forever long for Benoit to just get the win. 
it was, I mean, the longest crossface of all time to get the win. Uh, I gave it, I gave it one star, so I gave it a but D. But that's because Haku's a legit badass. Bro. I don't care. I, I mean, I, I, look, I like the stories. I like hearing about Haku. I, I like that the boys love him, but I've never been a fan of Haku or Ming. I've never yeah. thought his in-ring work was good ever. Um, I'm glad the boys loved him, and I'm glad that it's he's, he makes for really good podcast content these days. But uh, it was it was really rough. I did not enjoy this at all. But uh, yeah, that's gonna take us back over to the WWF show, and now we're gonna get to Vader versus Undertaker. It's time. It's Vader time, time, time. Dude, yeah. You ever see Vader on Boy Meets World? He's like the greatest man. No, uh, yeah, yeah. That's probably the best thing that Vader did while he was in WWF, <laughs> at least. <laughs> I, Man. Dude, okay, I literally wrote my first line as this can't possibly be good. That's oh, my first man. thing that I wrote down. You're crazy. Let me go on. Let me let me take this one, man. Take first away, off, buddy. you see Undertaker come out, which I know, as you said, you think Undertaker's the worst of all time. You hate the Undertaker. No. You don't like no. him. He's no. terrible. No. Undertaker, if you're listening. I think, I mean, we'll get to give you his go address. Ahead, ahead. Um, no. So... This is the cool thing about this is you're seeing Undertaker. Uh, I don't know if this is the first time you're seeing him like this, but he's changed from the dead man wearing, you know, purple or gray boot covers. And, you know, he really was he this is his third transition in the Undertaker gimmick. And it's the attitude version of it getting towards that Ministry of Darkness version. Yeah. Um, so he's he and this one you're seeing the third variation as I see it in my eyes of the Undertaker, which is cool. He's a little more um, less gimmicky, less you know slow walking, trying to show that he's a great wrestler. He's got um, more like this medieval kind of like vibe yeah. to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so you know they start. There's a lot of a uh, Kane storyline going on. That's kind of the main thing. Um, Paul Bear's there and he's harping on. On the outside, you'll hear him throughout the whole match, which I love, and I miss those old school type managers of Paul Bear. Yeah. Just yeah, there's one part where like the cameras by Paul Bear, and Paul Bear looks at the camera and starts pointing over and saying, "He's a murder, he's a murderer, oh yes, he's a murderer." Just just going with it, full like not forgetting. He really is trying to let everybody know that Undertaker killed his brother, uh, which is what they were trying to push there. Uh, Taker dominates most of the match, man. Yeah, he's doing the old school. I mean, you can't hate on the beginning of the match. It's just Undertaker doing spot after spot. It's just fun, man. Seeing him walk the top rope, doing all this stuff. Um, I love, I love the beginning, man. I, I love it. Um, th- this match though, Vader uh, gets a bunch of big moves on Taker. Further into the match, I'm skipping. I'm skipping. Vader starts getting a bunch of moves, big moves. You know, power slams. Boom, boom, boom. He keeps pinning Taker. Taker keeps kicking up, so it's making Taker look like, oh, my God, Big Big Van Vader can't beat Taker. And they're talking about how Vader came here to be the WWF champion, and and this is his time to do it, and he's doing big move after big move, and, and, he, and he cannot beat Undertaker. So they're doing that whole thing. Uh, Taker goes for the tombstone, and this is the one bad part, the biggest part of the match that is a it's, – it's a big botch um, – I watched, I rewound it a couple times. I don't, I mean, I could see kind of what they were trying to do, but I don't know exactly. So Taker's got him up for a tombstone. I'm thinking maybe they were going to, you know, where you fall back and then Vader picks up, uh, picks up Taker in the same position and then they fall back. And I think they were just, I think they were trying to do what they did just in a better, faster motion yeah. where Taker ends up getting the pin <sighs> because that's what they hurry up and 
and get to, but it looks very slow, very sloppy. Uh, I think you can equate that to Vader being out of shape at the time, as he pretty much was the whole time in the WWE. He wasn't the Vader that they wanted from no. WCW whenever he was doing his thing in WCW in the early 90s. So yeah. Vader, I'm going to say mess that one up. And that's not just me being a, a taker lover. If you watch it, you can kind of tell that he's the only, his position in that is what messed that up. So it's a botch. Taker try, goes for the pin, blah, blah, blah. Um, Taker ends up low-blowing Vader when he's on the second rope going for the Vader bomb. And then from that second rope, gets a choke slam. Boom, from the second rope. Vader kicks up. Taker then gets another choke slam. And the and commentary's selling. Nobody's ever kicked up from two choke slams. And you're starting to think where maybe that botch could have been planned. I don't know. I don't know if Bruce has ever talked about this. Because you kind of start thinking, man, they're doing all these choke slams. That's because, because he take, can't do the tombstone. He can't yeah, pick yeah. them up for the tombstone. Yeah. So then I started thinking, man, that botch might have been playing. And if that's true, that's genius. Because they're doing all these choke slams. He can't do the tombstone. But what do you know? Taker, after they say nobody's ever kicked out of two choke slams, Taker ends up, boom, getting the tombstone. Barely. Boom, barely. Well, he did, a, he did it, though. Um, tombstone for the win. One, two, three. Man. It made it made Vader look strong because he survived all these choke slams. I thought for these two men, this was about as good as it gets. Whether that botch was planned or not, it ends up making sense. I think it was planned. I loved it. I think there's nothing better that you could get out of Taker and Vader. I gave this match a B plus. This mm. was this was my match. Of the night because I was pleasantly surprised. I'm not. I, yeah. I did not think it was going to be that great. I, I think they did a good job pulling it off. Um, yeah. I gave it a B plus. Okay. Maybe I mean, B. Maybe B though. I mean, honestly, honestly, I'm not saying this because I know you. I, hold on. I I didn't write down my grade because I didn't know at the time and I wanted to come up with it on the spot. But I'm not. I'm not taking back my plus because I know you're not that big. And I don't. I don't know what your grade is. We don't talk about it beforehand. But I'm oh, not. Yeah. I'm not definitely B plus. I mean, it's on the verge of a B to a B plus. This was not something like crazy good. I think, like we were saying earlier, Sean Owen did some B. I think B pluses are great matches. So maybe it's a B plus. Maybe I'm thinking plus because I wasn't expecting it. But it's on that verge of B B plus. So now, Daniel, tell me what you thought of Vader versus the champion of the World Wrestling Federation at the time, the the phenom. Under. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. This, uh, like I said, I, I said it can't be good. It can't be good. Uh, but Paul Bear kind of hiding from Taker at ringside during the entrance was funny, and it popped me for sure. Oh, um, yeah. It was, it, it was pretty much a slugfest to open it up. And to be honest, it was better than I anticipated it being. Uh, the crowd was really hyped for the match, and that definitely helped my my um, interest. Um, it was one of the few decent, decent Vader matches from the WWF for sure. And one of the rare times that Taker carried someone instead of being carried to a decent match. Uh, and again, that's, that's not a slight against the Taker. It's just, it, it's just, it is what it is. Um, um, yeah, that's I mean, Mr. I, Taker to you. Yeah, whatever. Um, yeah, I mean, I thought, it, I thought it was a decent match. Uh, I, 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 I enjoyed it better than pretty much anything else on this show. Again, that doesn't really say a whole lot. Probably just because my expectations were so low on this match. Uh, considering I wrote this can't be good as my first line. Uh, they did surprise me. 
Uh, but you were right. That botch really hurt it. Um, now, I will say that the choke slam that Vader took did look really good. Like, not just the one on the second row, but the one that he actually just took in the middle of the ring. He got some height. He jumped, uh, yeah. Yeah, it was delivered well. It was, it was, it, it worked. Um, uh, Taker did barely hit that tombstone without breaking Vader's neck, though. I liked it. I, I didn't hate it. Um, you know, I was, I, 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 I nodded my head in approval at the end of the match. I thought it was decent, but I gave it a C to a C plus at best. Uh, just because big man wrestling isn't for me, uh, and I don't, I mean, you know, I just, you know, to me, Taker's got four or five big moves, and that's all he's got. So, uh, and, and and that's all he needs to have. Again, like he's he's a he's got a, he's had a great gimmick. He's pro- he's one of the greatest, you know, gimmick gimmick wrestlers of all time, if not the greatest gimmick in pro wrestling ever. I'm, I'll never take that away from him. But my whole gripe with the Taker is if you take the Undertaker gimmick off of him, Mean Mark Callis is a mid card guy at best. Now, The Undertaker is what makes him a legend. I agree with that. I do think he's a legend, for sure. And he does have good matches. This match was good, but it wasn't great. Uh, and he's had great matches, but he was carried to great matches by great um, Vader just wasn't great at this point in his career. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I liked it. I gave it a C plus. That's what it was. He's he's proved that he can be more than The Undertaker gimmick whenever he was Big Red, when he was the American Badass. That's when he showed, I don't need this Undertaker gimmick. Yeah, he was still called Undertaker, but he was a wrestler's wrestler. What did he He's really do? He's one of the greatest the of all time. Badass, though. Like, I mean, he had a what? great match with Jeff Hardy. Yeah, he did okay, a whole the bunch. Jeff Hardy ladder He had match. a bunch that's of stuff. One. What else? Oh, off the top of my head, I mean, I liked what Nothing. he did with like, I liked thing. what he did with Hogan. I liked what he did with Hogan whenever he was the American Badass. He did a bunch of Those stuff with the American were Badass. So bad. WrestleMania. Those so bad. No, no. Dude, man. all right, look. I, I mean, we're going to cover it next week, the Judgment Day show. I, I, I have a huge soft spot for, for, for Hogan, and I was there, and while I, while I was there enjoying the match, I, I loved it, of course. But, dude, come on. Those Hogan-Taker matches were not good, dude. They were just not good. Um, Hogan didn't jump for the choke slam. That oh, my God. Good. That was like on, a choke. It was like a choke trip. It wasn't even a choke slam. <laughs> Oh, it was bad. Um, All right. Yeah, well, let's we'll get go to, to that something next week. really we'll bad. Yeah, let's yeah. get to something really bad, and that's Kevin Green versus Steve McMichaels. Daniel, can you shed some insight? You watched WCW at the time. Can you Steve maybe? Mongo McMichael. So Mongo was actually a full-time wrestler at this point. Okay. Um, well, these was... men involved with the uh, National Football League. Is they that were, what they I'm? Were. They were. Yeah, okay. yeah. So, um, um. Mongo was actually one of Ditka's bears, like the greatest defenses of all time. You know, yes. greatest. I know him. Time. I know Steve. I just didn't know uh, Kevin Green. Kevin Green was also a, a fantastic defensive player for um, the Packers. Uh, now he ended his career in Carolina. He had a decent little run in Carolina. That's why he's running the Carolina the uh, the colors. Right, but right. he is more known for being a Packer. That's kind of where he blossomed, if you will. Okay. <laughs> but there was no blossoming in this match. Um, so yeah. Uh, I mean, two football players in a wrestling match, it's going to be rough. Mom uh, was there, though. Yeah, I mean, and to be fair, to be, all right, to be fair for two NFL players, uh, even Mongo being a full-time wrestler at this point, I don't think he had been in the ring more than a year. Um, so that being said, um, it, wasn't it wasn't he an announcer? Isn't he an announcer for he WCW? Was, he was. He was an announcer okay. for WCW uh, before getting in the ring full-time. Okay. Um, what a weird yeah. way to do, to do th- What a weird path. It was bad. It wasn't good. Um, Green gets gets the win after Jarrett's interference. 
um, that was kind of a, a pretty bad mid-card storyline they had going with Debra, uh, which is kind of why Debra ended up going to, with Jeff back over to the WWF when he came back uh, a year a year or so after this. Um, yeah, man. I mean, it wasn't. I, I gave it half a star, so I gave it a D minus minus. Uh, but it, but but in my opinion, to, to give two to give two non wrestlers a, a match. It wasn't. It wasn't the worst thing I've ever seen. You know what I mean? Like it. It, it, it was. It, they got through it, and that's what I'll give them. They got through it. Half a star, D minus. Uh, the, the 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 lowest grade I can give uh, without giving it an absolute dud. Uh, what did you think about Mongo versus versus Kevin Green? Man, I'm gonna say the best part of this match was Kevin's mom slapping Mongo, as we call him. Which I don't know if that's a play on Mongoloid. Um, but, uh, yeah, the, uh, the Kevin's mom slapping Steve McMichaels is probably the best part of this match. Then you see classic double J coming down, man. The best thing I could give this match is an F. Was this was just, style. yeah, yeah. I will say that I, I did not like anything about it. I thought it was two <laughs> guys that were not fully trained tell they're not wrestlers. I gave it an, an F. I mean, the, the mom slap was, was about the best thing you could see. And then the glimpse of Deborah was the other good thing. Double J still had long hair. He still like looked like classic Double J, which was a surprise to me because I, I thought he always cut his hair when he went there. Um, other than those observations, um, none of that adds to the match. I gave it an F. I thought this was a really bad match. Really, really, really bad match. What's uh, right, are, are we back over to the world wrestling? No, party? not yet, not yet, not yet. No? We got okay. we got jumping the gun. No, yeah, no, yeah. We got one more match. We got one more match. Um, it's uh, the Outsiders versus Flair and Piper. Um, for I believe it was the WCW tag team titles. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, it was good seeing the Click Boys uh looking healthy and in their prime. That's yeah. that's always nice to see. Um, why Rick decided to wear black and red. Considering the outsiders wear black and red. Come on. Come on, guys. Come on. You know how much I hate Somebody. That? Come on, Good man. Good Lord. But hey, this is 97, know, right? dude. They should have known. You know, this is your, 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 come on. Man, I thought it was a pretty good match, though. I, I thought it was, a, it was a pretty good tag match. Uh, again, maybe just better, maybe it was just better than I anticipated it being. Um, I mean, when you think about it, dude, there's nothing but Hall of Famers involved in this match. Not even just in the ring, but involved in general. I mean, they're, I mean, with six and everything, it's it's nothing but it's nothing but Hall of Famers. I mean, of course, it wasn't like a technical masterpiece, uh, it, but it wasn't all gimmick. Um, it, it was a it was a really good it was a really good main event level match to me. I felt like it was it was pretty solid. Uh, Flair and Six kind of getting into it and brawling to the back was good. The outs you know the outsiders getting the best of Piper and getting the win with the Razor's Edge. I enjoyed it. I gave it three stars. I I gave it a B. Uh, what what did you think about the outsiders versus Flair and Piper? Man, this match, man, I was in and out of it. I was in and out of it. Man, right away, Flair gets his shine early on. Of the course. Crowd, the crowd's loving it. Flair's going at it. Classic Flair. Um, a, a lot of outsiders start dominating, man. It's going back from Razor to Diesel. You know, you got X-Pac on the outside. Uh, Piper not in the match at all for the first, like, almost 10 minutes, obviously, for a reason. Finally, Flair gets that hot tag. Piper comes in, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. He gets a sleeper on Razor, bada bing, bada boom. Then X-Pac interferes. Flair goes after X-Pac. He leaves Piper 
in the ring. I kind of like the whole. I like the 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 story of the match. I like yeah. that they they had yeah. reasoning. Bo- it, was well. it was booked yeah. well. It was booked well. Yeah. And I don't know what the main event for the next pay per view is. I swear to God, I don't know this. But is it Ric Flair versus Rowdy Piper because Piper's mad at Flair for leaving him? Maybe. I'm not sure. I don't I could, think so. Okay, but sure. it's a good setup for that, whether they went with that or not. No, I agree. I feel yeah. like it's a good setup because even though Flair wasn't doing it in spite of Piper, he was doing it because X-Pac kept interfering, so he's running after X-Pac. So he leaves, but unintentionally, he leaves Piper alone in the ring with Big Man, Big Daddy Cool Diesel, and Bad Guy Razor Ramon, and he's getting the crap kicked out of him, and he keeps looking, going for the tag for Flair, but Flair's not there. Now he's mad at Flair, even though Flair was, you know, it's classic wrestling stuff. But not this is a, you don't see this every day in the tag match. Although this is clever. This is one of those storylines that this is why people in wrestling today rewatch stuff because you go, oh shoot, we haven't redone that in a while. Let's do that now. So hey, You're Roman right. Reigns. The next, the next match uh, was Bash of the Beast, s- 1997. Uh, Rowdy Roddy Piper versus Ric Flair. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. swear to God, I didn't look that up, but. I mean, I'm not going to give myself yeah, that, too much that's, credit. That's good booking. That's it's good booking. Book. Yeah. That's yeah, what yeah. I saw there. I just guessed. I mean, it was, it's an easy guess, but I thought, wow, I see what they're doing. They're probably yeah. setting up uh, Flair Piper. So Ooh, and Dennis is, Rodman. Dennis Rodman and Hollywood Hogan versus oh. uh, Luger and the John. We're going to have to cover Bachelor We're going to have to cover that. Point. There we go. Yeah. So this is one of those fin- – this is one of the, what I wanted to get to, though. This is one of those things that you can do in wrestling. You could dust off and use it again, you know. Yeah. Uh, R- Rollins yeah. and yeah. whoever could do that again, just like in any form of um, artistry, you 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 use stuff again, you recycle it, and this well, is they one of those. Well, they did that with that, that Taboo Tuesday in 2004. You know, Edge. Yeah. Left. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. They actually, they remember they had a match. Uh, it wasn't like the the next Raw, but it was like two weeks after. It was Benoit versus Edge to see who could just who had like the claim to the all of the tag titles. Like right. they could pick whatever partner they wanted, which I thought that was kind of genius too. Like Exactly. Exactly. So this is one of those cool ideas, probably yeah. a dusty idea. I don't know. Oh, probably, it was probably. just it, it just yeah. seems like it. Um so then anyway, uh Razor gets a, a big Razor's edge on Rowdy Piper, dude. He he it was like one of the biggest Razor's edges I've ever seen. Just slammed him down. They get the win. Um, I'm, I'm at, I'm at a C plus to a B on this one. Um, yeah. I like the whole storyline. There was, it's always great when a match, if you're not going to be like Sean versus Brett, just where the match is five stars because of the in ring wrestling or something, it, it's always good. If you can't do that with, you know, a couple older wrestlers and it's tag yeah. team and all that, it's great to have all that story and for it to mean something and set up to something else. I love that. Like, yeah. it's set up for Ric Flair and Roddy Piper, two legends to go at it. Great for WCW, great booking for WCW. So, yeah, I give it about a B. I really I really like what they did there. I really cool, give them props cool. for that. Yeah, let's jump back over to WWF here. Uh, we are in the main event time, actually, before we start covering this. We just have one match on each show. So, Cass, which way are you leaning a little bit, uh, one way or the other? Man, I'm leaning I'm leaning WWF, I'm going to be honest. I, really? I, I, I don't know if it's because I'm more familiar with it. I think so. I, I gave a lot of D's and F's. I only gave an F on the WCW. I did not get an F on the WWE. But it's pretty mediocre both ways. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 WWE yeah. is not overwhelmingly beating them. Like you said earlier, it's more of this pay-per-view is well-known because of the crowd of that Canadian yeah. stampede. But 
I think I am leaning a little bit more towards the WWF that I enjoy. I'm enjoying it a little bit more. What about you? Well, man, I mean, with that Outsiders tag match, uh, with the Ultimo Dragon Psychosis match, and, of course, with the Medusa match that I love, uh, right. I'm, I'm definitely leaning uh, – I'm leaning heavily towards WCW, honestly. Okay. Um, I, I, I mean, there's, there's very much uh, or very little that, at this point, a 10-man tag could do to sway my opinion. But you know what? Let's get right into it. You know, we were talking about one of the best crowds in WWF uh, pay-per-view history, and this is kind of why here. Um, there was a, a little promo package here for the 10-man tag match, uh, and it was super 90s and kind of comical, the, 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 just the promo package they did. Uh, Farmer's Daughter, it, which is essentially uh, the Canadian version of the Dixie Chicks, um, sang the Canadian National Anthem, and they killed it. Uh, I don't know why the WWF can't find people to sing the regular National Anthem well, uh, but this uh, trio actually did a really good job. The regular singing. National Anthem, I like that. The, the, the real, the real, the, regular, the normal. Like the, the regular normal. Nintendo. There's the yeah. regular Nintendo, there's the regular National Anthem. Yeah, Things that are like, regular. This is like the... Uh, <laughs> The Supercom <laughs> special that you'd get at a kiosk. Uh, that's the yeah. Canadian National Anthem. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Regular. I'm just kidding. My family's from Michigan, and we go to Canada all the time, and it's a fantastic place, and I love Canada. And honestly, I have been thinking about living there at some point in my life. Um, it's a beautiful place. I love you Canadians. Letter Kenny is my favorite show on television right now as well. Um, yeah, man, So that, but that's going to take us to the actual match. We, it was Goldust and Ken Shamrock. Uh, and the Road Warriors and Austin versus the New Heart Foundation, which is Brian Pillman, Jim the Anvil Neidhart, the British Bulldog, Davey Boy Smith, the Rocket Owen Hart, or the King of Hearts, whichever one you prefer, and of course, the Hitman himself. <laughs> uh, man, there was just no denying the crowd uh, in these entrances. That Hart Foundation interest, may, like, the whole, like the fact that they introduced them all individually, that may be one of the longest and loudest pops I've ever heard in my so life. So awesome! Uh, it so was it, it was incredible. It was really incredible. Um, I mean, it was. I mean, yeah, it was. I mean, it was. It was. It was awesome. Um, then that damn bell had to ring. Um, as one of our good friends likes to say. Yeah. Um, man, it was just. I mean, come on, dude. It's a it's a ten man tag match. Like, what are you really yeah. going to accomplish in a ten man tag match? I think that it would have been a better fit if it would have been. Uh, an elimination uh, tag match that I feel like yeah, it would have worked out better. Why wasn't an elimination though? It because, always is. Because, because because of the Survivor Series. Because they they didn't want to take because they didn't want to take that away from Survivor Series. That's the only logical right. answer I can think of. Um, I mean, it makes right, sense right. too when you think about it. Uh, I mean, for what it was, um, it wasn't bad. I mean, everybody. I felt like everybody kind of crammed their spots in. Uh, and the spots were good because all the workers in the ring were good. Everybody that was in the ring was good, save for maybe the LOD at this point in their career. Um, right, right. But, yeah, I mean, I, I didn't hate it. Uh, the crowd made it for me, though, for sure. They were just so hot. Um, it was forever long, though. This match was, like, 50 minutes long or some craziness like that, um, especially for a 10-man tag. Owen finally got the win with the roll-up, and the crowd lost it after Austin kind of pushed Stu on the outside. Um, I mean, the crowd loved it, uh, and it was good for a 10-man tag. Uh, but since it just isn't my type of match, and since this is my show, uh, I'm going to give it two stars. I'm going to give it a, a, a C- minus at best to a D plus. Um, wow. What, do you, what did you think about the 10-man tags? Man, I think 10-man tags are pretty rough, but if you're going to do one, you should do it like this. With a hot crowd where everybody's yeah, sure. just sure. really wanting to see Austin and Brett. That's what it's really all about. 
we're we're leading to that. Everybody wants Austin and Brett, but you can't really have it, but you get a little bit of it. You get the whole Hart fan family involved. Um, I love the fact that you know Austin on the outside starts picking on the Hart family. Boom, gets thrown in the ring, and Owen gets the roll up, not Brett. So Owen gets the pin. One, two, three. Then the whole family starts coming in. JR starts saying, I think there's fans in there, McMahon. I think there's fans. Yeah. Getting this craziness going down. It's uh Tyson Tyson Kidd was in there. Tyson Kidd's in there doing uh I think he did a drop kick at one point. Um <laughs> it's just craziness. Heart Foundation uh declared the winners. Um, I gave it a B plus, man. I just love the whole thing. I, I don't think it was that bad of a of a oh, of a big on. tag team match. I thought that was great. A spot B plus, good it was god. Exciting. It was exciting. It was good. You are just such a fluffer for the WWF, man. Wow. You are just such a fluffer. It's just it not great. even fair. God, are you great? How are you good? Okay, okay. I'm so a you're... fluffer for that. You said Alundra Blaze versus Kakaki Kaki was an A plus or whatever the hell you gave. It that. was a B plus. It was hundred. I'm it talking was about definitely better. I'm talking War, about. Would... There's five of the greatest performers of all time in this match. That, that somehow managed to get four total minutes in the ring out of a 60-minute long match. Most of the match was friggin' animal in the ring half the time. What is and happening? He was it. No, he, he was not killing it. It was awful. Ken. Ken Shamrock oh. doing the kick. I loved it. I was not I into it at all. Not it. into it at all. Let's jump back over to WCW, so, man. Let's wrap up this. Oh, God. This. We still got to talk about WCW. Okay. Yeah, let's get it going. Let's get it going. Let's talk about it, man. This this is the the company that's literally handing the WWF their ass at this point. Okay. So, yeah. Which they only had a few a few weeks with it, and it's the Macho Man Randy Savage. About two years, but yeah. DDP, and it is pinfalls count anywhere is this match. So another gimmick match because that's all WCW knows how to do. Um, I'm gonna be honest. I was not excited to hear that it was a false uh, count anywhere. I was excited to see these two men in the ring and see what they could do because I know the Macho Man, even with somebody who's not as adequate in the ring as somebody like Diamond Dallas Page, he can kind of put something together. But it was a false kind of count anywhere. Right away, they spend very little time in the ring. They go right outside of the ring. They're going into the crowd, throwing each other into doors and walls and into the ramp, or not the ramp, but the 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 stadium seating, the side of it, you know what I'm talking about. They're doing yeah. all that. Um, these these matches are never great. WWE does them. WCW does them. They're just never great. You know, I don't like going in. Going into the crowd to me is always like, okay, this is not this is not something that I'm into. Maybe there's people that are into that. I don't like it. Weapons are used. He uses the crutches. Um, R- Randy Savage uses crutches on DDP. Um, like I said, they're throwing each other into things. They finally make their way back in the ring. DDP gets a cutter, um, but it's too hurt to pin. And then kind of a, a theme that W that I think this is the same theme that killed the WCW as we were talking about WCW beating WWE was overusing the NWO, never knowing when to quit and never letting the NWO get beat. And at this point, what do you know? DDP gets the cutter, but Razor Ramon comes down and makes sure that the NWO does not get beat. Um, Randy gets the elbow for the win. One, two, three. Again, with help from the bad guy, Razor Ramon, a.k.a. Scott Hall. Uh, I gave this match a D minus. It was about a pretty bad main event. And, and 
And and I don't blame that on WCW or anything like that. I would I give if you go back and listen every time WWE does this stuff where they're in the crowd and yeah. balls caught anywhere. I don't like it. Even no, I knew you, I knew even you were, yeah, I knew even you mankind were versus the Rock. I'm not a big fan of. I don't like the crowd. I'm not, I'm just not into that. Not not my yeah. stuff. What did you think about that? Yeah. Um, well, okay. So most of the time I'm not into the into to like them brawling out into the crowd, but it's because most of the time they do it in the middle of a match that's almost like a rest spot for them. Um, mm-hmm. The fact that they kind of initially started brawling out into the crowd, I didn't really mind that. It was almost like a precursor to the match. And once they got in the ring, the rest of the work pretty much stayed in the ring until towards the finish of the match, and they went up towards the ramp. Um, man, uh, I mean, to me, there's no denying that these two had really good chemistry together. Like, they were really good opponents for each other. Um, you know, since you're not a WCW guy... Uh, Randy Savage single-handedly got DDP over. DDP would not be the diamond cutter guy that you know about now without without Randy Savage. Randy Savage single-handedly put DDP on the map. Oh um, shit! I've heard that story on on the thing he let him. He told him, uh, yeah, Diamond Dallas comes up and says, "What's the finish?" And he says, "Diamond Cutter one two three brother or something like that." That's the yeah. first match. Is that the first yeah. match? This is two. No, this is that's that's three. Yeah. That's oh, that's three. Okay, so and we're gonna cover two. three. We're gonna be covering three next week for the Halloween. Okay, so Havoc. that yeah. hasn't happened yet. No, it hasn't happened yet. DDP getting um, three brother hasn't happened. Yeah, 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 yeah. So sorry, um, sorry, sorry, sorry. Go on. It just, just popped in my head when you said that because I remember hearing. But that. yeah, yeah. I mean, and and, and like, I, I didn't mind the brawling out in the crowd in the opening because I felt like they didn't spend too much time out there, so I was kind of cool with it. Um, and they did again, like they did it just pretty much right away. I did like Randy Savage kind of like focusing on the taped up ribs. It made sense to me. Uh, he was like a man possessed too, just bumping referees and like he beat the shit out of a photographer. And I popped so hard for that. I laughed really hard at that. Um, Paige made the big comeback and the crowd was there for it, man. The crowd was really into this match. That really helped me a lot. Uh, the the when they went into the picnic area, the, uh, that was that was kind of cheesy, but it was kind of cool seeing like somebody take a bump on a picnic table. I don't think I've ever seen that before, uh, and that, that was pretty cool to see. Um, it was all kind of cheese, uh, but it, it wasn't it wasn't terrible until the finish. Uh, but again, like the finish made sense to me. Um, you know, knowing first of all, even you know, knowing what I know, knowing that it was a trilogy of matches. Right, but also, right, also, right, right. also the way they built it up, it's like it's Savage GDP too. It's like, well, then you know, like there's gonna be more. You know what right. I mean? Like you just, right. that's just the way wrestling is. So like, so for me, it's you know the fact that you get to see another Razor's Edge is always good. It's always nice to see that finish because I feel nice. like we never really got. To, it's like it's like everybody loved the finish, but how many times did Razor actually get to hit the finish for the win when he wasn't wor- working a job guy? You know what I mean? Yeah, like it was, it was pretty dogs. rare. It was yeah, pretty yeah. rare, like for him to like actually get it on a guy that was over. You know, like. Um, so it's always good to see, uh, you know, I will say this though, you know, as, as a WCW Mark, uh, this match was not nearly as good as the first or the third match. That being said, it wasn't a bad match. It wasn't a great match. Uh, it was a decent main event. Uh, I gave it two stars. So I gave it a solid C, uh, D plus at worst C, you know, like a, or I guess like a, more of like a C minus, a C at best, yeah. a C at best. Um, but more like a C minus. Overall, though, dude, I got to give the nod to, you know, like, listen, if we're talking about crowds, if we're talking about crowds, then the, the Canadian Stampede show is far and away the winner. If you're talking about just uh, just entrances and pops, yeah, Canadian Stampede by a long shot, by a mile. But if you're talking about everything, if you're talking about entertainment, uh, you know, in, in-ring work, 
um, you know, overall and, and the crowd involvement. The crowd was there, definitely live and hot for the for these matches. I gotta give the nod by a solid full star to WCW Great American Bash 1997. KG Cass, hit me with your overall, buddy. Man, I don't know. Maybe you're right. I'm just a WWE guy, but I'm hands down. Crowd matches everything. I'm going matches. with. I'm going, yes, matches. I'm going with Canadian Stampede. Everything just seemed better than Steve McMichael and Kevin Jabroni and Alundra Blaze versus uh, Mrs. Takamishinohu. Uh, I, I just didn't like it. I, I didn't like, there was so didn't much I didn't like. to at Cass I, underscore dude, Lush. That, that the main event wasn't wasn't as good. Uh, nothing, th- there was very few in there was few things that I liked about that WCW show. Um, I definitely, hands down, give it to 97 Canadian Stampede. I don't know how uh, you could go you could go wrong. I don't, I don't know how you could say you could give a four match card that had one decent match the win here. This is honestly oh, just man. this. Okay, listen because, back to this show because you're talking about so listen more matches with Steve McMichaels. That's one match. That's one. Then then fast forward it. You still get more content, and it's better. I don't have to fast forward it. I'm gonna watch Canadian Stampede. I don't have to fast fast forward. Okay, cool. Yeah, Yeah, you can sit through and suffer through Canadian Stampede because it was a trash show for the most part. All right. Well, everybody, tell us what you think because let us know, man. We're we're definitely more the first times where we're absolutely split. Like I am a hundred percent on the WCW side. WCW Homer. You're and still dude, mad that they Cass lost. Cass You're still mad that they got stomped in the ratings. They won for 80 They were beating weeks. your ass right now, though. They were beating your ass because – and you want to know why? Because your why? content was trash. Shawn Michaels because was – Because your shows was, were awful. What happened when Shawn Michaels came back and invented Degeneration X – and Stone Cold came out flipping the bird. We smoked you. So y'all no, you won didn't. for a you didn't start smoking us y'all until man- You didn't start smoking us until Mankind won the title. Well after all that. Well after Sean. Well so after. You got to lead up for that. There's, there's, oh, there's, okay, okay. there's things keep that on help fluffing. brewing that. Keep that on, it went week after week man, after bro. week. Just like any business, you don't just go from one day bad to one day good. You got to build up to it. And that had to do with Shawn Michaels creating the attitude error by sticking gauze down his pants and telling oh. people to suck it. Stone Cold flipping the bird, drinking beer, and Mankind being the greatest uh, underdog to ever live. WWE love pro wrestling there's a nice reason night. why WCW is not around. I and love pro wrestling. Off I love it all. By still to this day. No, dude, that's ridiculous. It's a ridiculous thing. Lazy and doesn't know what he's doing, and it'll always prove. It's a ridiculous thing to say. He's the only guy that's ever dethroned Vince McMahon. Like that, that has to have weight, dude. Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon was never dethroned because he's always been in business and he's always been dominating. He has not always been dominating. That's the most. That's the stupidest thing. They were still selling out, even at their worst point. Shawn Michaels was still selling out house shows and selling out pay per views. They were still killing. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. They were they were selling out those house shows. They were. You want to know why? Because they were running in municipal auditoriums instead of running in arenas. That's why. So where's the because, WCW at now? Where's where where are they? Where's the next WCW show? Where who where are they going? Because they're a television they're company. They're, it's a that's just a totally different circumstance, oh, man. It's, it's a totally different circumstance. It's a totally different situation. And honestly, now that's why we have AEW, and that's why they they've won every single week in the in the ratings thus far. Not why? Well, one, they're not going against Monday Night Raw, so. But they've two, been, but they're getting better w- ratings w- on w- Wednesday w- nights than Raw is getting on Monday nights. 
So, dude, yes, dude, right now, AEW like is WCW, the highest you're rated. Like, you're acting like Eric Bischoff had some great idea. What did he do? He got he got Hogan over, did the NWO. He yes. started beating everybody with the NWO. Everybody started realizing how ridiculous it was, and then they lost. They literally had like a year and a half of winning, and they lost. And, and you guys, WCW guys, hold on to this year and a half. That's like an NFL team. We're talking about this year and a half, though. That's like that's my point. That's That's what we're talking about right now. You can't. You you don't get to. You don't talking about everything. Yes, right now. No, right now we're talking. We're dude. We're covering these shows. 1997 Canadian Stampede. WWE was ten times better. They were already getting ready to start beating them back in the ratings. They were already better. It's just hands down WWE. Get your shit together. That's just not accurate at all. Unnecessary. Unnecessary. And I want to hear what everybody says on Twitter because everybody should agree with me because WWF is totally better than WCW. They absolutely won't. I'm I'm sure. Be sure to read to direct your tweets towards Chaos, but you can find us at kfabecom. That's K-A-Y-F-A-B-E-C-O-M. We are on Twitter and Instagram. Cass, let's wrap this bad boy up. Today is... October 24th. Thank you so much for joining us for our all 1997 nostalgia episode. Today was the WCW Great American Bash 1997, the uh, unanimous winner, uh, versus the WWF Canadian Stampede 1997. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. Next Next week, we will be covering. It's a special spooky edition. It is our Halloween episode. It will drop on Halloween Day. It is going to be WCW Halloween Havoc 1997 featuring the probably one of the best cruiserweight matches of all time, uh, Rey Mysterio Jr. versus Eddie Guerrero for the WCW title or for the WCW Cruiserweight title. Um, and then we have to do. We're also going to compare that to the first ever WWE pay-per-view. It was Judgment Day 2002 from right here in Nashville, Tennessee, where mm. we are based out of. Uh, we saw uh, Triple H versus. Um, Chris Jericho in a Hell in a Cell there. We saw The Undertaker versus Hulk Hogan for the Undisputed title. That one's going to be a banger. How stoked are you for next week, bro? Man, Edge versus Kurt Angle, hair versus hair. What? I wonder who wins. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? I don't know. I, re- I remember Chris having pretty short hair there for a while. Chris uh, Yeah, yeah. He's not in the match. Chris Wall is not in the match. Keep going. That's, that's, that's kind of my point. Um, yeah, uh, so so the next, the following week is going to be November the 7th. We are going to be probably begrudgingly covering uh, WWE Crown Jewel 2019 oh. versus versus uh, it's final. It's a you know it's finally you guys' chance to get another ECW show out of us. It's going to be ECW Anarchy Rules from the year 2000. Um, this is kind of towards the end of ECW, uh, but a lot of people would say, especially some of the, the ECW uh, diehards, they'd say at least the, the in-ring work rate was significantly better towards the, the end. Uh, and I kind of tend to agree. Uh, Just Incredible is the is your world champion here in ECW. It's going to be a good match. Uh, I'm pretty I'm pretty excited to cover that one. Uh, and then on November the 14th, um, that is three weeks from today. We're going to be covering the next AEW pay-per-view, baby. It's Cody Rhodes versus Le Champion, Chris mm. Jarek. And I can guarantee you this, me and your boy are going to be having a little bit of the bubbly and hanging yes. out possibly either at my house or his house for this pay-per-view. It seems to be a trend. I'm sure we'll figure that out. Um, <clears throat> when the time comes, we'll be announcing that on our socials. So, again, be sure to follow us there. Uh, and now uh, on to the 21st, 
uh, of November, we are going to be jumping, and that'll be our November episode for our pop culture series. That is going to be Return of the Jedi versus Back to the Future 3. That's going to wrap up that trilogy. Um, uh, well, actually, both trilogies for us. I'm, Dude, how pumped are you for the, for the AEW show and for the next pop culture show? Man, we got, like, we, we're just killing it. We're just this killing it with all this stuff. content, dude. Big time, this big, big stuff. stuff. It's huge. This is rounding out, rounding out a month. The very, the very last show of November will be November 28th. Uh, by that time, we will be covering WWE Survivor Series 2019 against NXT War Games 2019. I know you guys are big fans of those matches. Every time we, every time we do the matchups of NXT versus WWE, we get a spike in those downloads. We really appreciate that from our listeners. Um, so we're definitely going to be sure to do our due diligence and give you a great show on November the 28th covering Survivor Series and War Games. That's going to wrap up a month of content for us. Be sure you can always find our show schedule. It's either a pinned tweet on our Twitter or it's going to be in our highlights on our Instagram. So be sure to go there. And even if, you know, j- just check it out. You know, let's say you got some time. You want to watch one of these shows. So that way you're kind of in the know. You've already seen what we're talking about. Go check out the shows before the episode drops, man. That way you can be in the know. You can watch it along with us. You can, you know, yell at us in your car when you're listening to the podcast, especially yelling at Cass for how much of a homer this mm-hmm. dude is. It's just mm-hmm. brutal. Good Lord. Man, my name is Mr. Know-It-All, Daniel Woo! John Schaefer. He is the Cass Lush. Dude, follow us on Instagram. We're out. We are out. Peace. Peace.